When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we did not know we were going to go here today. and uh, But you know what? As your pop culture tour guides on the Colleen and Bradley show, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, hey. we go where we are needed. Yeah. And right now, where we are needed is this really difficult to read story about what happened before Angelina Jolie filed for divorce from Brad Pitt. So there's breaking news between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. And I know you're thinking to yourself, this happened six years ago. Why do I care about what happened then? Because this all comes about. We are now aware of uh, the things I'm about to tell you. And trust me, they are shocking in terms of the uh, problems between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. As a result of a new court filing filed by Angelina Jolie, detailing allegations that Brad Pitt abused her and their children on that plane flight in 2016, which landed in our very own state and led to... Uh, I'm not trying to insert us into this yeah, very tragic story, story, but like we were part of the narrative because somebody called in, our, in on our show after that story broke, saying that um, her boyfriend worked up there... Mm-hmm. Are we saying that? I forget now where I am. Yeah, I don't want to reveal too many no, things. That works. But no, right? It yeah. was I don't know if it was a boyfriend actually. Somebody was she was dating somebody or she, had yeah, dated or was in contact with. And said that uh he had witnessed uh really gross behavior on the part of Brad Pitt. However, this now details the information about what happened on I'm that flight thing. before it landed, which had led to, and we knew this, an FBI investigation where no charges were filed. But now we have the details. You're asking, why do we have the details now? Well, I do want to ask, why do we have the details now? But before we do, I do ask that question. I think it's, I hope it's pretty obvious, but I would just like to issue a trigger warning for anybody. Oh, sure. You know, th- that's, I think that's abuse. just important. It's abuse. Domestic violence. Yeah. And abusive behavior. Yeah. But why, Bradley, are we privy to this information now? So, Angelina, uh, and I'm going to now open up this New York Times article because it's, you know, headline news over at the New York Times. So, Angelina Jolie filed what's called a cross complaint against ex husband Brad Pitt on Tuesday, today, which disclosed these new date details about what she described in court uh, papers as abusive behavior going back to 2016. Now, this is all filed as part of a legal battle the two are having, you may remember, Mm -hmm. over a winery that they once owned together. Now, lawyers for her stated that negotiations to sell her share of the business originally broke down over a demand he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I'll get to that. 
So this is all about the winery. Mm. So six years later, they're still fighting over a winery. He's like, you sold it to a competitor. She's like, actually, I sold it because I was done and I was really uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why in a moment. But this is not the story you've been thinking. So in the process of filing those papers, or I should say in within those papers that she filed as a part of this cross complaint, we learn the following, and this is what I want to share to you. So again, thank you for issuing a trigger warning, or at least a warning that we're going to talk about some really difficult stuff. Her filing goes on to describe an extended physical and verbal outburst in September 2016 on that plane as Brad, Angelina, and their six children flew from France Mm -hmm. to California. Brad Pitt, quote... And this is the from the filing itself. Pitt choked one of the children and struck another in the face and grabbed Jolie by the head and shook her, adding that at one point he poured beer on Angelina. At another, he poured beer and red wine on the children. So now. That's shocking, right? We've never heard those details, right? We heard rumors of versions of those details, right? But they were rumors. They were not confirmed. This is in a legal document. This is in that legal filing. Now, a lot of people would then say, because as I did as I was reading this, you may have been having the same thought. Why didn't they ever file charges against him? Right, Because if that actually happened and they came to that conclusion, why isn't he under arrest? Right. So now federal authorities investigated, declined to bring criminal charges. But days after, of course, Angelina filed for divorce. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounds like and I'm not going to read this article verbatim. You can go do this on your own. But what I will say in summary is that it it appears that um, Angelina Jolie was very hesitant to file charges. So like everybody was kind of it seems, though, and I think there are still some unanswered Mm -hmm. questions, but it seems, though, that all the parties involved were not interested in filing charges for a number of reasons from Angelina Jolie's perspective according to this article it sounds like she wanted to move on and did not want to re-traumatize her children by having these allegations turned into charges turning into a public spectacle turning into an investigation turning that was the motivation Mm -hmm. allegedly supposedly according to this story um Federal charges or uh, federal officials perhaps didn't feel like they had, you know, everything they needed. I don't know what the full story is, why uh, uh, charges were not originally brought. However, that's where we're at. So that's why nothing happened at the time. Yeah, which actually, I mean, you know, really, if you consider that we are now how many years past this event? Six. Six years past this event. And this is truly the first we're hearing about the things that have been alluded to on this airplane, it does seem like there's truth to that, that she was trying to protect that story from getting out and has been trying to protect that story from getting out. Yeah. But can I ask another question that you sort of alluded to? You said uh, something about how uh, she said, basically, I didn't sell to the competitor just to, Screw you, basically. I did it because I was feeling I was done and I was scared and all of that. What more did she say around that? Or, so, or kind of how did that get characterized or expressed? Uh, gosh, and there's so much more to go on in this because I didn't even tell you all the details Oof. about what he's accused of doing. It goes on. But to your question specifically, there were two things. One was she says that talks broke down in terms of selling the winery 
uh, because he wanted her to sign a non-disclosure agreement saying nothing about the abuse. Like, mm. you know, um, you, I want you to sign this non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about selling. And she's like, yeah, we're not doing that because mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop myself from being able to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see where that makes sense. But then increasingly, she was apparently uncomfortable and I was just trying to look for the exact passage. But at one point she talks about being incredibly uncomfortable about, you know, he here is a person who has struggled with alcohol and substance abuse issues mm-hmm. and he now owns a winery. So she just she wanted to be done with that because she didn't feel comfortable owning a stake in a company yeah. with a person who had a problematic relationship with alcohol, which is totally plausible, right? Absolutely. You can see like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like if you're fine with it, that's fine, but I don't need to be, yeah. you know, up in there. That's, uh, that's essentially what it alludes to in, um, this piece. It says, yeah, she said she opted to sell her share of the wine business in part because she was growing uncomfortable with participating in an alcohol related business, considering Mr. Pitt's acknowledged problem of alcohol abuse. Um, and so that's plausible. I mean, yeah. you know, it adds up in, in, in many ways. What I will say is, and here's what I'm interested to find out. So again, all of these allegations, if you want to read um, her account in its full detail, uh, it's uh, in the New York times. And I imagine we'll talk about it again tomorrow as we go forward, because here's what I now want to know is how will Brad Pitt respond? Because mm-hmm. I would say that Brad Pitt has been very successful in the last year or so rehabilitating his image for the public consumption. Mm-hmm. And Angelina Jolie noticed that all the stories about her in the last few months have painted her in a very sort of vindictive, mm-hmm. like, God, she just won't get over this thing mm-hmm. light. And now you kind of understand why. And it is totally realistic to think that the reason she's fighting so hard is because she does not want to put herself or her children through or make them a part of this story in yeah. a way that they haven't already been. Right? Yeah, so you, she's in a she's in a very precarious place, and I would imagine, you know, like you said, the the stories about her painted her as vindictive, but there's uh, there's I think there's so much mo- more to it than that as we're learning, but because. I can only imagine as a person who knows the truth of what happened, reading the sanitized story about about uh, Brad Pitt talking about his journey into self-discovery, etc. I would imagine that has got to be absolutely beyond aggravating yeah because it's it's hard to it's hard to say you've you've accounted for something when you don't even admit what it is that you're you know what i mean right like without being you know like you want all of the the sort of not commendation but you want the appreciation of the public for all the work you've done yeah we don't know what it is the work that you've done and we truly if the if these allegations are correct if what the filings say is correct um, what what have you done about that? Yeah, we might want because, you to show your work a little bit. Getting drunk and peeing on an airport and uh, kind of looking at your kid the wrong way is a little different than choking and repeatedly yeah. physically abusing your children. Yeah, I would say it was that's was vastly different. Time? Yeah, well, one one could deduce right that uh, that is not a behavior that emerges uh, in one fell swoop necessarily and, on an aircraft. And frankly. Careers have been 
you know, Ended destroyed for, for far less. Yeah. So I think wow. it'll be interesting to see where his people uh, and how he particularly reacts. Yeah. Oof. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, and I'm sure we'll do more on that probably tomorrow as things start to spin out a little bit. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Harry and Meghan are taking the show on the road. Like, really, they're moving. Uh, Didn't they just move? I thought they did. But Bradley's going to give us all the real estate updates (laughs) for the Royals after this on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. What's happening? It's uh, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. How are you doing over there? Great. Good, good. Uh, hey, sounds like uh, Harry and Meghan are on the move, or as we like to call them, Mary and Hagen. Yes, well, that's usually because I forget how to say their names. I, I have issues with two people's names at the same time. So, um, do we have any lifestyles over there? You got any? Uh, I know it's on oh, that. Oh, yeah, it might be on that bar. button bar if you see some lifestyles of the rich and famous. And if you don't, that's fine too, Mike. You're, uh, you know, you can only. It's all good. You're only one person. On one it's totally so fine. Sorry. Here's the thing lifestyles of the rich and famous. I just want to talk about rich people making a move because totally relatable. Harry and Meghan uh, have outgrown their 10,000-square-foot mansion because they got two kids. Totally relatable, right? So, I see your eyes rolling. Yeah, they're all the way out of my head. Um, I saw the story over on TMZ that they were looking for a new home, and I was like, okay, tell me more. And it's like, well, because I thought, I don't know, maybe security is a thing. Or maybe, like, you know, they finally decided to, like, get a new gig or something, and they need to be closer, or maybe the kids' school or something. Uh, whatever. Anyway, the self-exiled royals, as TMZ says, are on the hunt for a bigger house because, well, apparently, um, just too tight there. It says the they're doing a lot of work from home mm-hmm. and raising two kids, mm-hmm. so they want more space. Okay, I would like every <laughs> just... single family who had uh, both parents moved back into the house due to COVID. Yeah. And has many children and lives in far less than 10,000 square feet. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm buying that. But what I will say is that they're apparently looking now. It's still close to Montecito, about 10 miles away from Montecito, which is where they are now. And Montecito is kind of that place where, like, you know, the A-list celebrities Mm -hmm. live. People like Oprah and Ellen, et cetera. Well... They're on the hunt for a bigger house in this uber-exclusive, as TMZ calls it, Hope Ranch area. Hope Ranch is about 10 miles from Montecito. They call it Oprah Country, which I'm assuming that means that's because that's where Oprah lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, one can imagine that perhaps they have now had some time to sit and think. Mm-hmm. And you know, figure out where they want to live because remember, like they moved on a dime, big time, like literally exiled, yeah, lickety split, and they were living in a house provided by uh, what's his name, by Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, yep. He let them live in one of his homes. I think it was one of his homes, um, and then they found the home that they live in. And mm-hmm. uh, remember, with had the chickens. chickens. And so now, were you seriously about to talk about chickens at the same time I was about to talk yeah, about chickens? Yeah, because that's, that's what, special. That's what they had—the chickens. Mm-hmm. We all we love, love a chicken. Chickens. By the way, we never talked about this on my Hawaii trip. There are chickens everywhere in Hawaii. Do you know really? why? Why? Because there are no natural predators. They oh. don't have predators in Hawaii. 
There's it nothing really to is, eat anything. It really is paradise. No, literally. There's nothing to eat anything. So, question. Mm. Sorry. We'll get back to Harry and Meghan yeah. in a second. Do those chickens just balk around and drop eggs? Yeah, in fact, the joke is take chickens with, like, you know, the, the locals will tell the tourists, take, you know, you like them chickens? Take them with you because mm. they're everywhere. And they're cute and adorable, but they're literally everywhere. And are there just eggs littering the ground? I don't know. Must be. Wow. And baby chicks, too, because there's chickens everywhere. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, back to Harry and Meghan. They spent about $15 million for their current home. But the one that they're... And this is where you know... Okay, so what do we say on the Colleen and Bradley show about celebrities showing up in headlines, typically? They want to. Yeah, right? Like, they want to be yeah. in headlines. That's when I start to think, okay, so TMZ is kind of doing a little bidding of the mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan press office because mm-hmm. it says... They spent around $15 million for their current home, and the prices in the area, the news... Excuse me? What? Are you feeling okay? I don't know what these words mean. <laughs> they spent around $15 million for their current home, and the prices in the area, the news press says, they're looking go as high as $22 million. Uh, I don't know what the okay, news so, press is. Yeah, whatever the news press is saying. They more expansive. Who's the news press? You know... The news press. All of those. Don't act like you don't know. Anyway, so they're looking to upgrade to twenty-two million. So they must have gotten some extra money after Daddy took the throne. I don't know. Maybe they were in Granny's will. Mm. Probably. (sighs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things. After this. Thank you, Mike. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One Hundred Seven One. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a uh, little thing we do every day where we tell you about dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Sometimes other places. Like? I'm going to go out of order here. Good. But uh, the story I'm going to tell you, Bradley, you're going to go, I just told that story. I just told that story. You didn't, though. See, that's the problem here. Okay. We're going to Clear Lake Elementary School in, uh, I don't know, Salem? I'm going to say Salem, Massachusetts. Why okay. not? Right? That's the thing. Oregon. No, you're right. It's in Oregon. Uh and that's where they were trying to paint some directions on the street and uh, let people know that school buses and school kids would be crossing at a certain area and they spelled school wrong. Oh, yeah, we did this already. No, this is a whole different one. Oh, God. I know. So that's the, the that's why not, not bright for our children. Really? The future is not bright. And apparently neither are the people who are painting things for our future because um this time now you'll remember bradley the one you brought us the other day actually i think we were at the state fair that's how long that it wasn't that long ago they spelled school incorrectly so they transposed or trans whatever is that called transposed trans they changed wow switch two letters around i you know what leave me alone (laughs) they they switched two letters around and they made it school or something like that this one they just put the c backwards Oh, well, that seems actually minor compared well, to the, uh, I forget what it was, just S-C-O-L or something. I don't remember. It was like Sokol, Sokol. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one actually also uh, inverted the 
H and the C. So oh it's S H backwards C O O L. Now you may be thinking to yourself, how are they going to fix that? How are they going to fix that? Thank you for asking. It was a contractor uh, that the city of Kaiser hired to do this painting. And uh, the contractor has been summoned back by the city to fix the spelling. Uh, and he's going to fix it for free at no cost. This- to the city. I was going to say, if he charges, and I'd be like, okay, so now I see the business model here. Because, you know, it seems yep. like perhaps this was intentional. And then you're like, oh, I'll come back and change it for a fee. Right. But here's my question. What's your question? Do you not, when you're doing that stencily stuff, do you not stand back and take a real good look at it and go, everything look right there before I commit this to paint? Yeah, I mean... I think that's obvious. Again, I don't do this for a living, so I don't True. know if it's like, oh, this was like the thousandth one, and I just made my first mistake. Yeah, Literally. I doubt it, but uh, you know, look, I, mm. I double, triple check your work. This one seems pretty not so egregious because you could just fill in the other side of the C mm-hmm. and then paint out the other side of the O. Like it didn't, it wouldn't be that hard as compared to the other one that was like Sokol. Oh, I see what you mean. So well, the C, which that, is transposed, yep. you can just fill in the back and then. But then it'll the, still say school instead of school. Oh God, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't spell now. No, it's not your fault. It's confusing. I mean, school. When, yeah, when you look at I it, I like to go to school. I'm a school student. Student. Uh, yeah, I thought that was anyway. Yeah, no, that's real dumb. Yeah, that's so dumb. Don't be dumb. <laughs> uh, it turns out the, the uh, painter needed to go to school. Where are we going next, trainer? Uh, we are now going to the United Kingdom. Oh. We're going to London. You. We're going to London, and I want to tell you, this is not like a criminal story. This is literally just a stupid story. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somebody out there would be like, that's not stupid, that's genius. But I think it's it's but dumb. People who act like they fancy. Oh, okay. So I want to take you to the Tate Modern, <laughs> which is a museum. I think probably Modern Art Museum, because mm-hmm. it's got the name... Modern, modern in it and i ain't fancy with art so don't you don't need to send me an email i i don't care um god i'm I, i'm sounding really bitchy and i'm not trying to be british artist gavin turk is doing something and charging 500 pounds i don't know what the equivalent in dollars is mm. uh for the privilege of purchasing his artwork mm-hmm. and it's you know outside of modern art mm-hmm so you can imagine it's kind of obtuse mm-hmm. for the average individual. Mm-hmm. Would you like to guess mm-hmm. what he is selling that earns this story crazy, stupid idiot status? Okay, so it's got to not be something like finger paintings or something like no, that. No, it is right? most definitely not finger paintings. Thank God. Okay, but it's got to be something ridiculous because he's a crazy, stupid idiot. Drugs? Some drugs? <laughs> no, he's not doing drugs. That would be kind of hilarious to be like, you want to buy some drugs? It's just art. This is an <laughs> art exhibit. I'm sure somebody's tried that before. It's not drugs, is it? Londoners found Ooh. the sale. Uh, hold on. Londoners found the sale both hilarious and confusing. So you just said what? Poop. No, it's not poop. It's pee. not. Yes. He's selling Ding. his pee. Cans of urine, otherwise known as pee-pee. Mm-mm. You can buy cans of pee-pee 
created by British artist Gavin Turk for 500 pounds. He began selling aluminum cans filled with his own urine in no, 2021. Nope, 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 no, no, no. But, but that price has since raised from 333 pounds, which is, by the way, the equivalent weight in silver. So, like, I guess if you were going to buy silver for, like, a can, like, the equivalent can of urine in silver, you'd get, it's the same price. Well, I don't no. know what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't like care. It. Uh, Wait, but why did they raise the price? Did the silver price go up? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Is anybody buying these things? Yes. No. Yes. No. Uh, th- somebody said on there. This was a Reddit thread, I guess, and somebody said, "Well, that about sums up modern art." And I will say, he's got like a beverage, uh, can uh, beverage fridge. You know, like the one you'd find at like a grocery store, convenience store, full of cans of his. Your his waste. Yeah. Somebody said that's about sums up modern art. Do you drink it or what do you do with it? And there's literally a picture of a lady holding a can Mm-mm. of wee wee. Yeah. Who does that? That's nasty. Oh, oh, that's nasty. This is I don't. I want. I feel bad for art. Real like for artists. But I'm telling you, man, modern art is different. Well, I know it is, but don't. I mean. Like, it's special. Like we are missing out. We should have been canning doo doo years ago, making a mint. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> somebody said five hundred is about five hundred and seventy three dollars. Thank you, Alan, for the the. Uh, okay, so it's like that's a lot of money for somebody else's. But you key. just know there's some guy yeah. who made a lot of money on cryptocurrency, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, come to my bachelor pad. I'm going to show you all these amazing things. I bought a dinosaur, like trying to be avant garde, uh, a first edition of Doctor Seuss, the Cat in the Hat, and here's my can of pee from this very fancy modern artiste. I want to know what other art he does. Like what? What else? What other kind of modern art he does, or does he just traffic in? Or pee? is he a comedian who's right? just like I have now, you yeah, know, played you folks, yeah, done and done. Okay, um, well, while you're telling us our story, maybe I'll look him up and see if you can buy anything else. Yeah, him. is he on Etsy or anything? <laughs> Gross. Is he on Etsy? Um, <laughs> all right, we are going to Indiana. And we are going to meet a 67-year-old gal by the name of Teresa Lynn Kiner. And she did something so ridiculous and rude uh, that she should be punished. Okay. Here's what happened. So I've actually never seen... I, you see these all the time when you're in like central Minnesota. You And actually any place. You see them in the city too. Yeah. Those roadside sweet corn booths. I love them. I love them too. I have been known to swing by and grab myself a few ears, if you will. Well, this gal apparently stopped by one of those roadside uh, stands. And Teresa Lynn Kiner happened to stop at a stand that does uh, that does that kind of sale with the honor system. So there isn't a human being managing the corn stand. Okay. It's like, pick your own corn, put the money in. Oh, right? sure. Because we like to believe that humans are, you know, at the core good and will do what's asked of them. Yeah, of course. You'd hope. She didn't. But I also know the world. Yeah. So meet Teresa Lynn Kiner, also known as the world um she's now facing charges because she stole from one of those stands between july and september she stopped at one of these stands at least 18 times 
And what she would do is she would look like she was making change from the money that she was putting in the box. Oh, no. But what she was really doing was taking the money uh, to the tune of about $2,000. Plus, she was also helping herself to the corn. Oh, God. So it's she really loved corn and money. money. <laughs> but not her corn and other people's money. Oh. So she uh, was stealing corn, taking money, and finally the family was like, something's not right. We got a lot of corn missing, but not a lot of money. That is so nasty. Right? So they put up a security camera and then they caught her. Good. And she's in jail now for life. No, she's not. No, she's not. No, she's not. But uh, you know what? I don't. Let me see. What what has been done to her? She did try to deny it. She said she only stopped at the stand three times a year. uh, And she also blamed it on some stuff that's not true. And I don't like it. Uh, and uh, she's admitted to everything once she saw the videos. Like, she was trying to deny it, then they showed her the videos, and now she's facing 18 counts of felony Oh, my theft. God! She's going to go away for a Is long time. Is it worth time. it? No. Is it worth it? All that corn? Mm-hmm. I mean, and you just write out. I mean, it it stays intact. Yeah, so it's not like it was with you for very long. Eternal. Was it really worth it? Um, okay, really quickly, I just want to follow up on Gavin Turk. Yeah. Now, if I said, tell me something like, just just indulge your modern mm-hmm. art, mm-hmm. inner modern art artist, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and if you were going to like make a sculpture of something or like create an art piece out yeah. of something, like give mm-hmm. me some ideas of things you would do. Uh, tangled up necklaces, right? That's that you can never untangle, That's right? That's art it's in and of itself. I might do something with um, shoes. Okay, I like shoes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what I would about, do. Like, I don't if know. What I told you, like you know, trash bags. Oh, like haven't you seen like? Oh, look in the corner of the art gallery. Yeah. There's the trash like bag. a crumpled up trash bag. Yeah, well, he does those like really a lot. He also has done um, a sleeping bag, which is a sleeping bag. Now, the trash bag sold for $40,000. I'm out. I'm done. What You could buy five trash bags and the piece of art is called Pile and that sold for $131,000. Now, one last one for you. I don't want to be rude, but this is ridiculous. Go on. Styrofoam cup Mm-mm. called Divine Insulation. Sold for $9,000. It's a styrofoam cup. Bradley. So he also has watermelon, um, a box of Evian. So he went to the grocery store, is what you're telling me. A cardboard box. Now, I think these might be made out of other materials, but it looks like a cardboard box. Bradley, I would not be so sure. I would not be so sure. Honestly, I have been to art exhibits. I went to one once. uh, I don't even remember where it was, um, where there was truly a like tangled up Christmas light in the corner. And that's all it was, was like whatever you take out of your storage area at Christmas time. It was that plugged in in the corner. In the art gallery. I have, you, you, you gotta be real rich or drunk. Or you gotta think that your stuff smells fantastic. I I don't blame the artist. I blame the people who showed up and thought it was art. That's true. Um, But I do want to just let you know he made shoes out of duct tape that you can buy for $6,200. My 
daughter does that all the time. Okay, well, get her on Etsy. I know. Quixie. I don't even. When I, we I return, the wrong I profession. Like don't I, you just wish that somebody had told you that you can turn your trash <laughs> into money? Yes. Or they gave you the ego. What are the three most important things uh, you should look for when buying real estate? What's the biggest challenge when buying real estate? I still don't know. Um, should I do a final walkthrough? Do I need a home inspection? How many houses should I view before purchasing one? These are all great questions. Don't ask me. Ask the experts. Ask Jennifer. Call my friend Jennifer over at the Snyder team with the XP Realty, and she's got all the answers. How do I know this? She's been in business for over 25 years and has over 14 highly qualified agents concentrating on personalized service for you. They've been sell- buying and selling homes throughout the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin, like I said, for more than two decades, helping 3,000 families in those years. You don't have to be the expert. You just have to know the expert. And when it comes to real experts, I want the one that I can talk to and who will explain things I can understand. Call Jennifer with the Snyder Team with EXP Realty. That's the SnyderTeam.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. Hey, my talkers. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.